Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 245, recorded live on March 14th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. Big day today. Today's a day. Huge day. It's a, it's a new beginning. It's, it's, a, it's a new era, almost. I mean, but you know what? We're beating around the bush. So, folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. Oh, my goodness, my friend. It has been four incredibly long months uh, since we have been together here in this shared virtual space that we orate the Disney news from. You know, it's funny. I feel like we've talked more in those four months. We have. Than normal, maybe because of absence. You know what? I think it is because, like, you know, we get our, like, weekly, like, friend catch-up, like, before yep. and after, and even during the show in some in some respect. But, like, yeah, we've been, like, on the phone a bunch of times in the last four like like marathon phone sessions where it was basically just us doing the show yeah i was like oh, i feel bad that no one can hear it right now <laughs> uh, but uh folks if you have been following us on social media and our facebook group facebook.com slash group slash two men in the mouse you will know that i have been uh kind of mysteriously hyping this big announcement that was coming that was going to kind of reshape the the two men in the mouse averse if you will um, but I don't like that. I hate that title. I, I, I'm not we're never going to call it that again. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> they're not all winners, folks. You know, you're getting the unfiltered, uh, the unfiltered truth here. Uh, okay, so uh, you know, we wanted to announce it back in like December, but we still had to like you know work out a few things. And you know, I basically you're getting it now. So be happy about that, folks. I mean, come on. I know I said it in December, but I kept apologizing. So I am very sorry for the lateness of the announcement, the lack of show over the last four months. But that will all be explained in a moment. So uh, before we get into the actual announcement itself, I want to introduce, we actually have two guests with us today uh, from my favorite Disney podcast, DDP Today. Please welcome Justin and Mike. What up, guys? What's going on? It's exciting to be here. I'm uh, I'm I'm stoked to be here. I know Mike is as well. Yeah, man. You know uh, what is what is the old saying you hear on the radio? Long time listener, first time caller. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of cool to be on uh, this time. Um, you know, it's it's like one of those things that uh, hey, I'm finally here. Yeah. As uh, through all of these episodes, I'm I'm here in the flesh. I, I'm glad we can finally get you guys on the show. Uh, you know, I've loved your guys show since it, the inception of it but you know what before we get into the announcement i you know for those that aren't completely familiar with um you know ddp today how it started you know what people can can find from that uh you know just walk us through a bit about it, like how it started and you know what brought you guys from there to here yeah i'll tell you what uh, look i i have to give credit where credit's due 
Uh, you know, I've been a huge two men in the mouse fan for a long time. And I've, I've always credited you guys with, you know, kind of instilling us that Disney magic and that Disney positivity. And it kind of was infectious. And it was, uh, it was three guys who found each other through really your show. Uh, we all three were fans of two men and, uh, Jason who, uh, you know, you know, and love, uh, came to Mike and came to myself five years ago and said, Hey, I'd really like to do a family friendly Disney show where we can keep it positive uh, and have some fun. And I said, I'm in. And I, Mike did the same. Mike was at the poly. They chatted, did the same. And uh, we three guys in three different cities, three different parts of the United States came together, all of us in our garages, uh, talking and chatting about everything we loved about Disney. Never in our wildest dreams do we think that people would want to listen to what three goofballs would want to chat about uh, about Walt Disney World and Disney as a whole. Yeah, that's and, uh, familiar, it just doesn't it, Pete? Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> well, you know, the funny part, too, is we have such a similar um, group of people we're surrounded with. And I think mm-hmm. that's the fortunate part about Two Man and DDP today is the fact that we're surrounded by this massive group of positive Disney lovers. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing when you get thousands of people together and you really don't have any issues with people, you know, bringing their negativity into it and stuff like that. And so we kept going. We kept putting out episodes every week. Uh, we'd miss a show here or there. You know, I think we've missed maybe like five weeks total in five years. Um, and people, the community just grew and grew and grew and grew. And through that, we were able to create relationships, you know, with you, Kev, and, and you know, now with Pete um, to where it's really nice to be able to listen to your all show. And, you know, you listen to ours and we go back and forth with ideas. And te- Kev, I'm constantly texting you and we're chatting about Disney news. And uh, I, I got to say, it's really nice for us. Uh, for five years, we've done it. But we've been listening to you guys a lot longer, and you guys are kind of the catalyst for our show, and we want to thank you for the positivity you've brought to the Disney community for all these years. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for, you know, like, I mean, I, I, I'm i not going to speak for Pete, but I mean, like, I think it's so, like, I, I'm really happy that our show was able to, you know, kind of, like, get you guys together to kick off what you have, because you guys have created such an amazing community. I mean, you guys have such a supportive interactive community that really comes together and shares a lot of positivity. And, you know, and I have said repeatedly that like, you know, while two men has been kind of, you know, lagging in the, you know, getting out consistently department, it's you guys and your passion that is kind of like keeps revving me up. Like I do a guest spot on your show and I just be, or I'd see like, you know, the interactions cause I'm in your Facebook groups and just be like, Oh man, like, like, hmm. like they're 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 living the dream right now, and this was the dream that we had when we started this. And I really want to get back up to like where we were when we fell off. And it, so, but I mean, you guys do more than just DDP today. Like, you have the entire YDF Media Empire. Do you want to talk about that for a sec? Yeah, for sure. So, our main idea when we first started was, hey, let's just do a show about Disney. And uh, as we kind of went and grew uh, look please if you've never listened to us please don't start with episode one just skip to like 40 you know what i mean and go to never there. like listen skip to that a podcast first, year. first episode until you're at least like 20 episodes in like, like just skip it because and we of course not being the, the wisest three men uh we did the haunted mansion the first episode which was really not what you want to do is take one of the most classic oh uh, iconic attractions in history and make that your guinea pig uh episode um but, you know, as we grew, we started to find kind of side passion projects that we loved. You know, I am massive into Disney history. Uh, I collect Disney books and I love to read about Walt and, and just the history of the Disney company. So, you know, I kind of ventured into Walking with Walt, which was a kind of uh, eight episode kind of short stories about 
Walt and his childhood, and and we did a whole season on that. Season two is coming up with that. Uh, we ventured into Disney Eight, another show that we do, where uh, the first season we talked about the eight most influential women of the Disney Corporation. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would do stuff like that. And then as the community grew, it's funny because it kind of happened. Uh, it wasn't even our doing. Our our community reached out certain times and they would say, hey, you know, we love doing run Disney events. Like it's that that's our thing. And we would love if you would create a, uh, a, you know, a group to where we can come together and talk about that. So we would create a group. We have there. We have the DDP Sorcerers running team, uh, which, you know, we raised a little over eleven thousand dollars for Give Kids the World this past marathon weekend uh, to send send money to Give Kids the World there. Um, and then we had a book club. We had people who love love reading about Disney. So we had a book club and they would get together at times. Uh, and then, of course, I am a huge Universal fan. I know it's OK to be Disney and Universal. Yeah. Uh, and I do Universal Unleashed over there uh, with our great uh, other co-host, Dan Rossi. Um, so lots of great ones. And then, of course, the news, if you want some news, uh, you've been on there, Kev. DDP Today News with Cat Dupree. We have that show as well. So lots and lots of opportunities to hear our voices. Uh, we have quite an uh, eclectic um, group of host and that makes it really nice and unique because we can always come together and no matter what schedules are and stuff like that, someone's always there to jump on and chat Disney universal and uh, have some fun. Right. Well, I mean, and that kind of brings us like, you know, around to making this announcement that we've been kind of beating around the bush for it. So, I mean, it's no secret to anyone that listens to Two Men in the Mouse that that we have not been the most consistent. And that is no fault of Pete's. That is entirely my fault. It is. You know, I got to say, when he said that, you know, you've only missed like five shows in five years. I'm like, oh, that's such a wonderful shot at Kevin. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, it's such. (laughs) Kevin knows. I text him all the time. I'm like, show. I need a show. Yeah. 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 No. and, And, you know, you're not the only one that does it. And. You know, for for a while, it was almost like I, I hated getting those messages because I felt like I was failing everybody. So, mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, my career shifted completely a couple years ago when I decided to stop working for other people and start working for myself. I started out as a freelance writer, and that, I mean, as a, a freelance writer can make a lot of money and be very successful in today's environment. Uh but it's a hustle and it takes years of work to get there. And I'm now at the point where I've developed a very strong career for myself. And then on top of that, you know, my lifelong dream came true. I got signed to a book deal that has me now full time writing novels. I turn around an 80,000 word novel every 30 days. And that is not Crazy. easy because it's it's more than just copywriting. You know, you got to like come up with the plot and the characters and all that. So it it's... It was a overwhelming workload that buried me for a while, and I was so and my ADHD brain was so focused on, you know, succeeding in this, you know, this career. And unfortunately, when things like that happen, the first thing to go is the passion project. You know, the thing that your heart wants to do, and your and your but your brain is like, no, no, you got to focus on this other thing. So it literally got to a point recently where it was just like, man, I just. I don't have the time to do all of the things that need to be done to run the show the way it was run in the past. Like the way we were doing it when we were consistently putting episodes out and we were, you know, chugging along at a a breakneck pace. Like I just didn't have the free time anymore. And so it, it eventually came to a point where it was either like, okay, either the show has to end or something needs to happen. And, you know, cue a conversation that I have with Justin. Um, so that brings us to our big announcement. Uh, 
Folks, uh, with our next episode, episode 246, Two Men in the Mouse will officially be joining YDF Media as a podcast on that network. And what does that mean for you guys? That means the show is going to be coming out more consistently. We are committing right now to an every other week schedule. Uh, some some months there will be more than that. You know, we'll be able to put out. Uh, my goal is to get us to the point where we're able to put out content every week again. But I'm trying to be a little more realistic about it. So Wednesday mornings, every other Wednesday morning, starting today, you guys will have a new Two Men in the Mouse sitting on your device, and we're very excited about that, right, Pete? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, like we're so psyched to be able to do that again. Uh, now, on top of that, we're going to be doing a lot more collaboration with these guys, you know? And the beautiful thing is, like uh, like Justin said, these guys uh, and the YDF family has such a gr- collective group of creatives that come together to create content. I mean, it is it is, it is is seriously the content creators Avengers. Like, you know, I think I, I said it on your show, but I'm going to say it on my show, too, because <laughs> I think it was a good line. It was like, you know, the content creators come together to now I don't even remember. I put it so eloquently on your show, and now I don't remember what I said. It was perfect. I remember that. I, I, yeah, but yeah, they can go over there, listen to that, and then come yeah. back here. Just pause that. Yeah, yeah. Pause, pause and it and pl- go over and listen to my Avengers thing. It was something yeah. about like coming together to create the content that no one creative could do. Like <laughs> that was it. You nailed it. That yeah, was it. something. <laughs> like, it was something like that. Uh, <laughs> um. So if there are weeks that Pete and I can't sync up our schedules, you know, one of the other hosts from the network could pop in. They can sit in for Pete. They can sit in for me. And that's the big one because, like, when I wasn't available, the show didn't happen because I was doing so much of the, you know, I was doing all the editing, all the posting, all the promotion. And now, you know, with the force of YDF Media behind me, I don't have to do all that by myself anymore. And because of that, we are going to be able to bring this show to you guys you know, so much more. And when, when I first when I first launched the White Dragon Podcast Network back in 2014, it was really my goal to have exactly what we're joining right now. This this group of talented, creative, passionate individuals coming together to create content and entertain. And, yet, you know, it was too much of a job for me alone to do. That's why, you know, every other show we were trying to do... It was just kind of like I was getting pulled in every every which direction, and Two Men in the Mouse needed the majority of my attention. But now we're part of this group. We're part of this family. We're part of this collective of creatives. And honestly, it's a new era, and it's going to be onward and upward. You know? I, I'm, I'm super excited, Kev. And I want to say this really quickly. Um, one, Mike knows better than than just about anybody how – you know, a change in one, he moved, you know, from New York to South Carolina. Yeah. And Mike's been with me since the very beginning. Um, and you know, there for a while, Mike had to step away for a little bit just because those transitions are hard whenever you're changing jobs and changing career paths. Mike, you, you understand better than most how that goes. Yeah. It was killing me. Uh, you know, when I first came down here and I took my new position, I wound up getting a night position and, um, you know, working nights and trying to do podcasts when we were all recording just wasn't working out that yeah. well. But, um, but this was something that I really wanted to do. I, you know, the, the, as you're doing this for years and years, you know, Kevin, there always comes that time of like, you know, should I continue to do this? The one thing that I'm really looking forward to the most was um, obviously in the last five years, COVID was a big part of that. And this Disney community that we have was absolutely amazing. You know, we got to do Zooms together. We got to do 
um, family nights together. Uh, you know, when you're social distancing, you don't have to social distance via Zoom. And uh, when people got sick, we kind of stood, but we stood by them. We kind of got to chat with them and, and kind of, you know, embrace them as if they were our family. And I'm looking forward to meeting the people on your side of the fence who, you know, haven't really heard of us and kind of embrace them too. Because, uh, you know, when you have like-minded people that are all good, it's great when you can have support and people kind of cheering you on. And when you're doing these life moves and, you know, you're, sometimes you're a little depressed, you can go on these pages and you can see somebody having a good time or a good vacation. And you kind of remember that that's what it's all about. And it gives you the motivation to keep going. And um, for, you know, for the, for the two men and the mouse, you know, uh, people that have been listening to you that we don't know yet, I'm certainly looking forward to meeting them and having them be part of our family. Absolutely. Well, well put, Mike. I, I, I mean, so the question then is, how is the show going to change? And the great answer is, it's really not going to change at all. Right, Pete? I mean, like, we pretty I much... I don't think so. No, we pretty much said, like, the show is going to be the exact show you've gotten for the last nine years. Which, can you believe it's been nine years? Uh, it seems... Yeah, I can, actually. Okay. It's been a long time. <laughs> we were both a lot less gray back then. Uh, um, yeah, for me, it just, it just flew by. For Pete, I guess it was an eternity of torture. Uh, <laughs> but um, the show so the one big change that's coming to the show and this is actually something that i think a lot of people are going to be very happy with the show is going is going to be ad free we are no longer uh bringing on sponsors we are no longer running ads um so what does that mean it means at the end of the news it's going to be like uh, all right and we'll be right back with our e-ticket attraction of the week and then it's going to be like you know, this is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. And then it'll go into the do 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 do, and we'll be going right into it. There will be no commercial. There's not going to be any commercials. We're not going to be doing any live ad reads. Um, this show is going to be a hundred percent free and a hundred percent ad free. Now, how are we going to do that without spiraling into financial ruin? We are going to do something that people have been suggesting to me for years, and I was very hesitant to do. And that is we are going to be launching a Patreon, a Two Men in the Mouse Patreon, which we flirted with the idea a while back. We kind of launched a pilot program, and I just – I don't know. I wasn't like – I wasn't on top of it enough, and it was it, – it just didn't really go very far. But we have kind of worked out a, a system very similar to what the guys at, uh, at DDP today do. And so – what does that mean? Does it mean I have to pay for the show now? Absolutely not. The show that you guys like is going to be free for everyone forever. If you want extra stuff, there's going to be this extra two men in the mouse plus kind of, you know, but we're not going to call it that because, you know, <laughs> connotations of what I, I do like that. It's original putting a plus on the end. Right. You know, like I just thought it's it never right been done. It was, it was, you know, maybe we'll put animated hockey games on it, but uh, the, <laughs> Pete was going on about that before the show. Uh, but the um, – so essentially we're going to have different tiers of you know different amounts that listeners can give and you guys will get everything from uh, – there's going to – we're going to be keeping obviously our, our public Facebook group and I'm going to be a lot more active in there and you know keeping the conversation going. We're also going to create a patron-only Facebook group that, believe it or not, folks, Peter Mandel has committed to being active in. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. You're not a social media guy. So this is a big deal. I'm not. This is a big deal. I live a very weird life. I'm yeah. not I'm not in social media. No. Uh so we're also gonna have a patron only show. It's gonna be like an extra half hour to forty five minute show that we're gonna be posting after the regular show. Uh patrons will also get early access to episodes, uh, depending on their 
you know, level. Uh, there will also be merchandise uh, that Justin's helping me kind of like figure out how to do. Justin is guiding me through all this Patreon stuff because I it, it's I like, got you covered. Yeah, it, it makes my head spin a little bit. And on top of that, uh, for one of our higher tiers, uh, we tested a little pilot show, um, well, a relaunch of a show that used to be on the White Dragon Podcast Network called The Geek Watchtower, where Pete and I talked about comics and movies and TV shows and all that stuff. Uh, it was very well received, and we are going to be doing it as a monthly show uh, for certain patron levels. So that is going to be like an entirely new experience for people. Uh, and, you know, again, folks, if you don't want to you know, give to the Patreon, no one is making you give. And, you know, if you want to just enjoy the same show you've always enjoyed for free, the way you always have, I thank you for being a part of this family. We're never going to be in your face about it. We'll hype the Patreon, you know, at the beginning of the show and the end of the show. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, explain the kind of tears very, very quickly, and then we'll be moving right on. It's not going to be like, we're giving you just a little bit with the show and then, but you have to pay to get the rest. No, that's not it. The show is free. The Patreon is extra. So have I hammered that in enough, Pete? Yeah. This was your big concern when, when we had these conversations, I, look, dude, I am the guy who like writes books for a living and it, people are like, I want to buy your book. And I'm always like, no, 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 let me give you like, you know, like I just, <laughs> I never feel right with that kind of stuff. No, so, I get it. I Pete, get it. But you know what? And we're literally at a phase where like, I listen to podcasts now a lot. Like I listen to like, pod meets world and like you know like a whole bunch of other ones and either they are they're either inundated with ads which i don't like or they have a patreon which i do like so it was time for us to kind of get with the get with the movement you know get with the crowd and uh you know we are very excited uh you know starting the the next episode we are going to be you know coming on with the ydf family and it is going to be magical I was going to say awesome, and then I switched to magical because I thought it would Love be it. better. Um, yeah. So, uh, Pete, any 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 closing thoughts I'm, on that? I'm really excited about it. Hearing you excited makes me excited because I don't think we've ever, you know, had any dip in love for Disney. Never. Or even doing the show. I think, we, you know, we love kind of talking to each other. Uh, so this would be a nice way to kind of light the fire again. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, the... Um, and we're, you know, we're going to be bringing in other people for some of the patron shows, too. I mean, like, we were talking about bringing on our buddy Nolan uh, for yeah. Geek Watch Tower. You yeah, know. our buddy Nolan's like a crazy Marvel, Disney, Star Wars. He is the rumor mill. <laughs> yeah. Like, whenever things are going on, I text Pete. I'm like, what does Nolan have to say about... Uh... Yeah. And his name is Nolan Ryan, but he's not that Nolan Ryan. That's <laughs> true. So but cool. But <laughs> his father's a big Mets fan, and he ended up being Nolan Ryan. You d- you did not have his strike zone baseball hanging on the back of your bedroom door like I did. <laughs> nope. Uh, I did have that. I mean, the most unathletic kid in the world. But my, my dad was, like, you know, determined to get me to like baseball. And so I had Nolan Ryan's strike zone baseball. Well, you know, this has nothing to do with Disney Pete, but you know, Mike, when he lived in in New York, used to work for the Mets. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. Worked there for for about 10 years. Oh, I didn't know that. What did you do for the Mets? (laughs) I was a supervisor of security and guest relations. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Because, I mean, like, look, I'm not a baseball guy, but when I am a baseball guy, I'm a Mets guy. Because when I was a kid... I met the 86 like I was like a year old but I met the 86 Mets like and I've got all, like, I, all like I have the, a lot of, I have a lot of funny stories I can tell you off the air. Oh, I love that. maybe even for a Patreon show for that, one of your Patreon people if they're uh, they're Mets fans they'll enjoy great. some of these stories. Oh, that's awesome. 
<laughs> Mike's meth stories like that. That would be great. All right. Well, I mean, um, you know, before we head out, I mean, one of the other things that kind of backs YDF Media is Away With Me Travel, which, Justin, is your company. So, I mean, do you want to talk a bit about that before we close Yeah, out? it's fantastic. Um, it's myself, Jamie Vigiano is the, uh, the other one, the other person I work with. Um, look, I mean, we specialize in Disney. We specialize where anywhere in, in the world, really, that you want to go. And so uh, we're there to help with anything you need. But, uh, but most of all, look, if, even if you just have a question, just reach out. Um, you can find me on Facebook. I'm, I'll be active in, in all the Facebook groups there as well. But just reach out. I'm happy to help and uh, help you make sure your next Disney trip is fantastic because that's the main thing we're here for. Look, the, the, as we come over, I know there's going to be some two men listeners go, oh, no, you know, they're changing things. This is going to be so great because mm-hmm. as a fan first of Two Men and the Mouse, as someone who has listened religiously for years, I was telling Kev, uh, um, Pete, I was telling Kev, I'll never forget, I was sitting uh, at the Grand Floridian. I was sitting by the pool and the monorail was coming by and I was listening to an episode that you guys were doing. And this is before I was ever doing Disney podcasting. And I guess I had posted a picture on a Facebook group or something and Kev mentioned my picture. And I remember looking at my wife, I go, Kevin Kessler just mentioned my picture. You know, like a huge fan, <laughs> like love you guys. Um, the last thing we would ever want to do is change the format of the show or change the personalities of the show. Um, this is going to allow us to have more collaboration it's going to allow us to do some video aspects in the future. It's going to allow us to bring Morty back. Yes. Um, something Pete or, or, uh, Kevin and I are working on, uh, which I'm very, very excited about. It's going to allow both the two men and the DDP community to get to know some other personalities, some other Disney personalities you can see in the parks uh, quite a bit. You know, you can play scavenger hunt with Dave. That's always a fun, fun game to play. Find Dave, the VIP tour guide in <laughs> yeah. uh, his Australian accent. Um, oh, I and uh, I, overall, just, <laughs> overall just really really excited for what's to come um with two men and ddp coming together uh under kind of one umbrella one tent because look the one there's two things one the disney world needs more two men in the mouse i mean that's bottom line is just needs that show needs that positivity out there needs that fun aspect and the, the unique way you guys do shows and the unique way you cover disney topics um is is really something the disney community needs and two I have always believed that anytime you associate yourself and you surround yourself with positive people who have a similar outlook on, you know, on, on Disney and fun things like this, I just don't think there's any negative to it. And I am so excited to, um, you know, get to spend even more time with you, Kevin, get to know you so much better, Pete. And uh, like I said, we as, as a community, as a YDF community, we're here to help each other. And I am so excited for the future of Two Men in the Mouse uh, and YDF Media. Well said. Well said. Well, we are going uh, to bid farewell to our special guests. Uh, Justin, Mike, thank you guys so much for coming in. We are so looking forward to this collaboration. And, I mean, the sky's the limit. So where can they find DDP today and the rest of the YDF media? Yeah, you can, so you can find DDP today anywhere you can find uh, podcasting there. We are currently now reworking the website, the YDF uh, media website. It'll be up. Uh, have links to all the shows on the network. We're actually uh, working on um, some new announcements that Kevin and I will be trying to put out in the next uh, couple months or so with a video aspect of his show. Um, of course, and you know, Kev, you were mentioning Patreon. I got to say this. So I had the same, before we say goodbye, I had the same kind of reluctance. You know, Mike and I were talking about Patreon years ago. Um, and I think, Mike, you'll you'll agree with me that um, the people that, uh, the family that we've, we have on our patron side uh, they're the most active of our group. They're the most giving of the group, not with the money, but with time, um, with their ideas, with their stories. 
they're the ones that travel with us. Um, we get to know them, their families. We get to watch their kids grow up. We get to share, you know, moments in our lives that are highs and that are lows. And uh, those are the people that really are, you know, yes, they're supporting the show. Yes, they do get all the bonus stuff that, you know, we're going to set up for the same with two men in the mouse. But also those are our real, when we say family, those are our family. Like we travel with them. We love them to death. And uh, I'm excited for you guys to to get that started. I think it should be something you, you're you going to be very, very happy with and you're going to be very excited about too. This is going to be awesome. Uh, guys, thanks again for being on. Uh, Pete, we got a, we got, we still got a show to do. I mean, we've talked about this for like a half hour now. We still got, you know. I know, but now we're really excited to do it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you again. And folks, we will be right back with our e-ticket attraction of the week. More Two Men in the Mouse coming at you in literally less than a minute. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, we've been away a while, and we are sorry for it. Again, I know you just had 30 minutes of me apologizing for this, but <laughs> give, me a, give me a minute to apologize to you one more time. In that time, so much has happened in the world of Disney. We've had CEOs fired, old CEOs reinstated, movies have released, attractions have opened and closed. I mean, we've ridden, we've, you know, the last splash happened. Uh, you know, Tron previews, so much has gone down. To cover all of the news from the last four months would be just a monumental undertaking. And frankly, you guys know it all already because, you know, uh, YDF's Cat Dupree has been killing it on the news podcast. So, um, but so we wanted to cover some recent news, like just kind of like dive back in and cover news from like the last month uh, that, you know, still applies today. And then we're going to do that. And then once we're done with that, I am going to walk you guys through my experiences uh, with the annual pass holder preview of Tron Light Cycle Run. And I know Ooh. you're excited about that, Pete. I am. Uh, yeah, we, we've not really talked much about it off the air. Um, so there is going to be a lot to discuss. You know, how is the ride? How is the queue? What's the experience like? Did Kevin's fat butt fit in the motorcycle? Uh, that will all be things that we will be discussing. So um, without any further ado, let's get started. Okay, so the news this week. You ready for this? We got some resort yep. news. Oh, good. We got a new menu and pricing for Chef Mickey's. Okay. So it, Chef Mickey's at Disney's Contemporary Resort is returning to buffet dining. Now, my friend... My best friend is here uh, visiting with his family this week. I was actually in Disney with him today. Uh, they went to Chef Mickey's last night, and it was a buffet, and they raved about it. They thought it was great. So now they have updated pricing and menus. So let's see what here. Let's see the details. Chef Mickey's dinner menu and pricing: sixty-two dollars per adult plus tax and gratuity. Thirty-nine dollars per child. Now this is a Disney child, so that means ages three to nine plus tax and gratuity. All right, so you got tomato and rosemary focaccia, seasonal inspired salads with ranch dressing, a carving station featuring chef selection. Then you got shrimp and grits, roasted pork, plant-based seasonal inspired dishes, house-made macaroni and cheese, 
vegetable stir-fry noodles, grilled and roasted vegetables, classic favorites for children's chef children's for children chef selections of dessert including <laughs> warm apple crisp i'm on fire today chef mickey's breakfast offerings have also changed uh that is going to be 51 dollars per adult plus tax and gratuity and children uh three to nine will be 33 dollars that's going to be buttermilk biscuits and sausage gravy waffles and french toast corned beef hash charcuterie and cheese boards with accoutrements uh selection of fruits carved pit ham and beef brisket eggs and frittatas, and classic favorites for children. So there you go. Do you think that Chef Mickey's will make it back on to your trip plans uh, based off that pricing and menu? It's funny. My son loves Chef Mickey's, and he always wants to do it. Do I think he'll make it on? You know, I'm going to say no. And not that I don't love Chef Mickey's. I do think it's fun, but I... You know, I'm a big fan of Crystal Palace. I'm a big fan of Ohana Breakfast. So it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'd be willing to give it a shot. I again. mean, would you be doing it for breakfast or would you do? Because I'm more, way more interested in the dinner than the breakfast. Yeah. You know, I've never, well, I shouldn't say I've never done it. I haven't done it for dinner in a long time. Uh, I've only ever right. done it for dinner. I've done it like two or three times. And each time. Oh, really? You've never done it for breakfast? Yeah. No, never did breakfast there. It, so here's the pre-COVID, thing. it was pretty amazing. So I am not, I am not a huge fan of spending a lot of money on Disney breakfasts because a lot of it is just eggs and bacon and you know like the one disney breakfast that i will do and i am very sad about this because it is going away is um over at uh fort wilderness resort and campground i think it's gone it's not gone yet Oh, I thought it was. Um, yeah, it's not gone yet because we have a reservation for it for the end of the month. Uh, that I'm talking about Trails End. Now, Trails End yeah, has not I been a buffet. It. it hasn't been a buffet since COVID. It's been like family style. But man, yeah. oh man, it was affordable. It was good. Yep. I mean, like you got your pot of coffee and, and you got, you know, pulled pork eggs Benedict. I mean, it was stellar. And I mean, you're we're talking like a full all-you-can-eat buffet and it was like what thirty bucks for an adult or something like that. Yeah, end of twenty twenty one, and you know I gotta tell you, you know the food was wonderful, but the cast members there were also like super great, so great. There's I don't something know about why. Fort like, why are yeah, why are they so much? Like, it was pretty great. Yeah, it's almost like the Fort Wilderness like like resort um, cast members. It's almost like they they like are immune to like the stress that regular cast members face. I mean, they're 100%. in the wilderness, you know, like they're not dealing with like the parade crowds and stuff. They're not even, de- and it's not like, you know, Fort wilderness is some crazy busy resort. It's a campground. So I feel like it's just kind of a more relaxed atmosphere. I'm going to have to ask my, my, uh, my cousin's daughter about that because she worked as a cast member there in her college program. So, okay. But I mean, this is like the only reason I would ever go to Fort Wilderness. I mean, because like, I don't really do hoopty do. Like, I tried to do hoopty do last trip and it got uh, hurricaned out. But, oh um, boy! Yeah, those are the only only reasons I would go. Also, so yeah, that, that you know, I'm so we made this reservation uh, for the end of the month when my parents are here. We're doing Crystal Palace uh, dinner the night before, and I know they're going to want to do a breakfast with us the next morning. And my dad was kind of like, oh, well, like, we'll just do breakfast at the, um, you know, at the hotel. And the one they're, st- they're not staying at a Disney resort. Um, so he's like, oh, we'll just do a breakfast at the hotel. But like we were kind of like sneaky and like made, <laughs> made a reservation for, um, you know, Trails End to just kind of be like, or there's this because it is so good. 
Yeah, it is not expensive. No, it is really not. I mean, like the breakfast at the hotel that he's talking about might be more expensive. I got to tell you, we when we did it, we booked the first reservation. So maybe 730. It's pretty early. But okay. Not having a car there, you know, before boat transportations are going and such. Right. So I, I found my way over there, but we were there pretty early. And, you know, the sun was kind of rising. We were the only people there for a couple minutes while we waited. And I got to tell you, it's like one of those things I'll never forget. Just there's certain moments in Disney trips you'll always remember. Mm-hmm. And we were there maybe 15, 20 minutes early and just kind of like walking around that little area for wilderness. I mean, completely desolate, like not another human being until like, you know, they pretty much opened that door. And we're That's like, amazing. oh, okay, how are you? It was great. You know what? It is a, like, so I would make a morning of it. Like we would go to, before my fiance even had a Disney pass, we did a like, like Trails End kind of, well, not really a Trails End experience. We didn't go to Trails End, but we kind of like explored the resorts. And this is kind of what I do when I have a Trails End reservation now is I, I park at the TTC. I okay. take the boat over, we take the ferry over to the Magic Kingdom and then we take the other ferry to Fort Wilderness. Because that's a really nice ride. You pass the tree where the cast members all throw their shoes onto you know, at the end of their program. Yep. And you know you pull up to the dock. You don't have to like maneuver your way through the campground. It's great. I mean, when, the, when it's not under construction, the Tricircle D Ranch is right there. And then you go to Trails End, or at least you did. Now it's going to be quick service. Well. I'm really yeah. sad about this. Like, I'm broken up I about it. I know. All right. Speak well. Let's move on to things that I am not broken up about. The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is cutting dates through to the fall. So okay. Disney continues to adjust operations at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser and Walt Disney World as demand for the lavish two-night experience wanes. The latest Galactic Star Cruiser schedule for the fall season shows most weeks having only two departure dates per week. After stronger-than-expected initial sales, the Galactic Star Cruiser bookings have stalled, forcing Disney to look to save costs and boost bookings. Uh, Most recently, Disney began canceling voyages in the summer that had very few bookings, moving guests to the other dates with a 50% discount for the inconvenience. We have seen discounts for Disney Vacation Club members using points and offers on resort hotel stays before or after a Star Cruiser voyage. Cast members are also now eligible for a 50% discount on select two-night Star Cruiser voyages. Pete... This Star Cruiser is spinning out of control. Yeah, I mean, I, I never really knew what the plan was. It so. They really thought that people were going to take two whole days out of their vacation, plop $5,000 down for this experience, and, 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 and that it was going to work. You know... In theory, I don't think that that's a terrible idea. It, you know what? It's funny. Maybe in an era, maybe maybe ten years ago, maybe when they first, maybe when they first bought Star Wars. You know, I don't even know about that. But like, Listen, I, so I have a bunch of friends who are into like you know collecting statues and like things that I sell here at the shop, and and they're always like, oh yeah, you know, everyone hates this. Like the message boards are all lit up, and I was mm-hmm. trying to explain to them, like, dude, the message boards are dominated by like two hundred people. Yeah. And oh, they're making thousands of these. Things. You know what? And, and I it, think it, people put so much stock in like what the internet wrestling fans have to say too, like it, like shifting to some like, and they are such a minute percentage of the target right. audience that it's like you know who who are you and, kidding? And that's how I feel about Star Cruiser. I mean, 
I'm listen, I'm a target audience for Star Cruiser, right? If if my family had been like, oh my God, this looks awesome, let's do it, I probably would have done it. Right. Instead, they were like, that looks terrible, I never want to do it. Right. Um, like, weren't you going to do it though? Like, weren't you going to do like a trip with I, your friends? I wanted to do it no matter what. I'm like, I'm going to do it. We're going to Star Cruiser. It's going to be so fun. And part of the reason was I really wanted the droid and the lightsaber that they sell in Star Jeez. Cruiser because, you know, I love stuff. Uh-huh. And then a friend of mine went, well, a friend of a friend went, and I was like, I'll get them for you. <laughs> just pick them up for me. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, oh, weird. How Now I just don't want to go as much. Yeah. Um, you yeah, don't want to watch get the real lightsaber ignite and then be put down to pick up the stunt ready lightsaber. I actually do love that. I mean, I think it's part of my like. I, I have like a like a secret love of like really awkward moments. Oh my god! And that, there's no more awkward moment. And that's a pretty awkward moment. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's funny. So yeah. <clears throat> I mean, what do you think it takes for them to just like reshuffle this and lower the price? I don't know how you do it. It's I mean, you take things, you take things away, I guess. How? I don't know. Like, it's such a cast member-driven experience. I like, don't know how you do it. I don't understand why they wanted to do this. Why couldn't we have just gotten a deluxe resort themed to Star Wars? I, I know. Like, why couldn't that have happened? Why did we need this? Like, and I feel like, you know, maybe, who knows, maybe it kind of comes up. I don't think there's enough rooms. You're probably not. I mean, right? Are there's Pro- not a ton of there's, rooms. No, there's definitely not. I mean, look, if it became a deluxe resort, it would probably rival, you know, the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian for most expensive resort on property, but it should. It's Star Wars resort. But this this cruise ship like experience, I just I don't know who wants this. Like or who wants to pay that money for this. And like I said, it may be at a time. When Star Wars was a bigger deal, and I hate saying that, but I really feel like that sequel trilogy kind of torpedoed a lot of people's excitement about Star Wars. The Mandalorian has been going on for three weeks, and no one is talking about it. I don't know about that. I think people are really into it. The people that I have spoken to about it, because I bring it up, say, like, yeah, I think it's really good, but, like, it has... like the previous seasons there's memes flying around social media well of course everyone's when talking comes about out, it and, and that was thing. every star wars show every mm-hmm. single one uh, up to obi-wan and then once obi-wan and like boba fett ended people would just kind of like aren't talking about star wars anymore well listen the the meme worthy moment in this season doesn't happen yet okay i'll, I'll take that uh I'll, I'll take that vagary uh <laughs> okay Moving along, we have no water park news other than the fact that I have a water park pass now. Oh, okay. Will yeah, you ever go? We, uh, we put the um, the water park uh, add-on onto our annual passes. We were like, we're going to do water parks this year. We have not gone yet. Uh, I mean, we've had... But to be fair, it was a very cold winter for Florida. Yeah. So, you know... Which we, is funny. Yeah. Warm winter for New Jersey. I know. We're going to be going soon. Uh, like now that it's like heating up again, we were even just saying the other day, like, oh, we could have done water park today. And like, so we're going to like, you know, even just like, cause you don't have to make a reservation for the water park. So we're just going to like pack like swim gear, like in the car. And like, if we're there and be like, oh, wow, it's really hot. Let's just go to Blizzard beach. Like, I think that would be nice. So no Disney Springs news. Uh, we got some magic kingdom news. We have news okay. on how the virtual queue is going to run for Tron light cycle run. Okay. All right. 
Disney has provided updated information on the use of virtual queues for this attraction. Uh, Disney will be using the virtual queue during extended evening theme park hours when available for guests staying at deluxe Disney resort hotels. This is like one of these new things that they're rolling out. Like if you stay at a deluxe resort, like you're getting extra stuff now. Have you noticed that? Yep. You know, when I was there, one of the nights we were going to Magic Kingdom, they were open. I think they closed at like 10 or something like that. And then they were going to stay open till like one if you were at a deluxe resort. And I was at Beach Club. So I'm like, oh, that's crazy. But of course, Hurricane hit. Right. That didn't happen. But um, I, I I did think it was crazy when I read about it. I'm like, oh, they're trying to deluxe it up a little bit. But now, like, how did, like, back in the day, or back in the day, like a, like a year ago, you got the same uh, perks whether you stayed at the Grand Floridian or whether you stayed at All-Star Sports. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're catering where the money is. That's, I guess it's so. not, you know, it's a lot of business plans work like that well the first extended evening hours at magic kingdom after the opening of tron is april 5th 2023 a standby line will not be available as has been the case for all new attractions you know we we had that with rise of the resistance we had it with remy we had it with guardians and now we're having it with this uh lightning lane access will only be possible via an individual attraction purchase with pricing to be announced so now here's how the virtual queue happens here uh 7 a.m Guests do not need to be in the park when they join, but must have a theme park reservation for Magic Kingdom Park for that day. Then you can join again at 1 o'clock p.m. if you miss the 7 a.m. Guests must be in the Magic Kingdom Park to join the virtual queue. Now, 6 p.m., an additional opportunity to request to join the virtual queue will be available on select dates during extended evening theme park hours. A benefit for registered guests staying at Disney Deluxe Resorts, Disney Deluxe Villa Resorts, or other select hotels. Guests with this benefit do not need to be in the Magic Kingdom Park to request to join at that time. So it's basically going to run exactly like Guardians, except when right. there's extended theme park hours for Deluxe Resort guests... They will also have a 6 p.m. opening for virtual queue. Which they did for Guardians in the beginning, remember? Did they? I didn't remember them doing that. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. If, it, if there are extra hours, they, they ran at 6 o'clock. All right. Uh, guests will need to use the My Disney Experience app to enter this attraction, obviously. Um, you can request no more than once per day during regular park hours. Guests must have valid admission, theme park reservation, yada, yada, yada. Okay. So now we know how this is going to work. Now, do you? I have not seen if this has been announced because uh, I kind of been unplugged a little bit. But is Guardians going to a standby queue? Once this I opens? don't believe it is right away. Okay, so they're going to have two virtual queue experiences. I think they're going to have two. Yeah. I mean, I've always wondered why, like when one new virtual queue thing opens up, the other one goes away because they have it the buys- ability to do more than one. Yeah, it probably is easier for them as far as like you know management on the app. But like, I, I mean, we're gonna find out because for I think for the foreseeable future, it's gonna be two. Yeah. Okay. Um, Neutron snacks are coming to the Magic Kingdom. Love that. Tomorrowland at Magic Kingdom will soon have a new snack kiosk with the opening of Energy Bites at the entrance to Tron Light Cycle Run. Energy Bites will offer breakfast items, savory snacks, sweet treats, and beverages inspired by Tomorrowland. Starting with breakfast, you'll find chocolate cake donut holes topped with mocha sauce and a Joffrey's cold brew coffee topped with mocha sauce. Savory items include digital dumplings, which are buffalo chicken, uh, and digital dumplings with beef and broccoli. So that sounds good. I I do like a good dumpling. 
Um, on the uh, sweet treat side, there's going to be a strawberry isoform with strawberry ice cream mochi, graham crackers, and cheesecake foam. And finally, there is the watermelon refresher with yuzu and ginger. Uh, there is no opening date yet, but Energy Bites should make the opening official by April 4th, 2023, which is when Tron Lightcycle Run debuts. Now, there's also a Tron Identity program coming to Magic Kingdom. This program is a retail experience that will open April 4th alongside the attraction at the former Tomorrowland Light and Power Company, which is now going to be named the Tomorrowland Launch Depot as it gets retooled for a more Tron-centric approach. Uh, The Tron Identity Program offers guests a customizable program action figure and identity chip that can be used to reprogram other merchandise, such as the interactive identity discs and remote control light cycles. Reservations for this interactive experience can be made beginning March 21st. Once inside, you'll be able to create an action figure or program that looks and sounds just like you. As a user, you'll go through the customization process. Image capture scans your facial features. Then you'll select your helmet, body configuration, and team color. Um, The experience takes about 20 minutes to make your selections, and your program will be ready for retrieval Within 60 minutes, pricing is still to be announced. This sounds like a thing you would do. It is literally right up my alley. Hey, this is exactly. I mean, did you ever do like the make your own avatar thing at Pandora? I didn't do that. I didn't. Okay. Nor did I do. I don't know if you know, Hasbro has a thing where you can have them like scan your head on the app and make a Power Rangers figure or oh, that's Star cool. Wars figure. I can't remember what they call it. Um, and I've seen them <laughs> that they're a little weird also. But uh, yeah, I would I'd be open to checking this one out. In further news, Magic Kingdom news, princesses have returned to Cinderella's royal table. As of February 28th, they are back. For the first time since the COVID closure, with the return of the character dining experience, pricing has increased significantly with breakfast rising by $20 and dinner increasing by $12. Uh, The pricing has also increased compared to pre-COVID when the characters were last present. Breakfast with the princesses is now priced at $65 for adults and $39 per child. And previously it was 45 and 29. Now before COVID, it was 62 and 37. So they're upping it just a little bit. Lunch and dinner with the princesses are now priced at $79 for adults and $47 per child. Previously, it was $67 and $39, and pricing before COVID and with characters was $75 and $45. The, um, now, do you remember when this was like the hard ticket thing to get? Yeah, it was when my kids were little. Yeah, so, I, rem- yeah I, mean... I remember like in like the guidebooks, there were like like step-by-step instructions on how to get Cinderella's yep. Royal Table. It was hard. It really was. It was very difficult. It does bum me out in a way, like, you know, now that my kids are older and like, yeah, uh, you know, not something we have interest in. It, it almost bums me out that it eliminates like a like kind of like a signature meal option. The, right? the, the food just is never really worth the price. The food. Yeah. The food is not why you go. Right. So that's the problem. Like, so if you take out the need for the characters, then it doesn't really, you know, it's almost like I'm never going to do it ever again. Mm hmm. Um, okay, so we have no Epcot news. We have no Animal Kingdom news. We do have Hollywood Studios news, including the biggest news that I have seen in the last couple of months that made me scream with joy. Mando and Grogu have finally come to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. 
Yep, it's been a long time coming, but we've got it. It coincided with the launch of The Mandalorian Season 3 on March 1st, and um, he was mobbed. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Disney has said The Mandalorian and Grogu appearances will become part of daily operations at Hollywood Studios. Now, I was there on Saturday, and I was ready to hunt Mando down, and uh, he did. I didn't see him. So I don't know when he's going to be showing up. And I don't think they're advertising it. So I almost wish they would just make that a meet and greet. Yeah, me too, almost. I mean, like, look, I understood why we weren't getting it. I didn't like it, but I understood because you can't right. do stuff like that here with, with rare characters like that because we don't have any chill in Walt Disney World. Yep. Uh, finally, this week in the news, the Roundup Rodeo signage has been installed in Hollywood Studios and Toy Story Land for the new um, the the new experience that we're going to be having over there. With less than 10 days to go until opening, the marquee sign has been uncovered at the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Uh, along with revealing the sign, a new facade has been installed to block most sight lines backstage behind the restaurant. I did see this. The, the facade looks really cool. I could see it over like the the construction hedges that they put up. It's weird. I, I was there in January, right? I went down with the boys for a yeah. couple days, and it's big. It is. It's very big. Like it's big. Like we were just walking through Toy Story Land. And it's like, what is happening over in this building over here? <laughs> uh, reservations for Roundup Rodeo Barbecue can be made via the My Disney Experience app or on the Disney website. Operating hours will be ten forty five through to park close. Lunch and dinner are both priced. At $45 per adult and $25 for ages 3 to 9. Oh, actually, I lied. We have an outside Walt Disney World bit of news this week. It's a bit of Disney Cruise Line news. Because, you know, I'm a big cruiser now. Um, Disney Cruise Line is getting a new island destination, which is a pretty big deal. It is going to be called Lighthouse Point, located on the island of Eleuthera in the Bahamas. That's coming in summer 2024. Disney says that it's worked with close collaboration with local artists and advisors to be a unique celebration of Bahamian culture brought to life with the quality and service of a Disney vacation. It is also designed to provide a hassle-free experience for families, including complimentary beach essentials like towels, chairs, umbrellas, and lunch, and convenient tram transportation. So basically, this is another castaway key. Right. Disney is also considering the environmental impact of Lighthouse Point, and at least 90% of the destination's electricity needs will be met by an on-site solar array. That's pretty interesting. The pier was designed to avoid the need for dredging and elevated walkways, uh, will help limit impact on the landscape. White sandy beaches and turquoise waters will greet guests at the expansive family beach on the east side of the island, which will be centrally located near market-style dining, recreation, and other amenities. It looks really cool. And like That's awesome. I love Castaway Key. Like it is like my favorite place in the world right now. And I'm gonna be going back there next month because we got another cruise on the wish coming in the middle of April. Nice. Yep, very excited. Uh but this looks like it's gonna be really cool coming in summer twenty twenty four. Uh, There's going to be a brightly colored interactive family water play area that's going to have two slides, water drums, fountains, and more uh, with a dedicated space for toddlers. There's going to be a Bahamian art and culture pavilion that features special programs on local artists who will provide visitors uh, to Lighthouse Point opportunities to learn and celebrate the traditions and natural beauty of the Bahamas. North of the family area, you're going to have an adult exclusive beach complete with a dedicated dining area for convenient access to food and drinks throughout the day, plus six private cabanas available for reservation. 
Uh, finally, children ages 3 to 12 will splash and play at a themed kids club under the care of Disney Cruise Line counselors. It will include a splash pad inspired by a favorite undersea creatures from Walt Disney Animation Studios' The Little Mermaid with plenty of shade and a dedicated dining area. And this is going to be now set away from the main family area is going to be a peaceful beach along the southwestern shore that's going to be lined with 20 premium family cabanas that are available to rent. This includes four double cabanas that accommodate larger groups and offer massage services. Now, the cabanas are very expensive. I don't ever see the need to have one until I bring a kid there. Right. Like, we looked at it when we were there and we were like, oh, like, I don't really see the need for it. I mean, maybe when it started to rain, it would have been good to have a cabana to run into, but... Um, Additional recreational activities will be available for kids and kids at heart, including a covered gaming pavilion, a volleyball court, um, a a watercraft and bicycle rentals, nature trails for hiking and biking, and more. There's also going to be a collection of new port adventures that are going to be developed in partnership with local tour operators. They're going to take guests beyond Lighthouse Point to explore the rich culture and breathtaking beauty of Eleuthera. So there you go. That's the news. All right. You ready to hear about this ride? Uh, Yeah. That I want to know about. Yeah, let's talk about this ride. Okay, so we have got an e-ticket attraction on our hands, no doubt. But it is not Rise of the Resistance. It is not um, Flight of Passage. And it is not Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I put this... I mean, it's look, when I say this, I'm not drawing a direct comparison... I'm going to compare it to Remy in that this is an attraction that was developed for another park many, several years ago and is not like cutting edge the way. And that's not to say it's bad. It's good. It's fast. It's, it's, it's like, it's got the cool factor. Uh, You know, it's entertaining and um, short, very, very, very short. I mean, this had to be under a minute. I'm okay with that in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, I it was kind of like I I loved the the ride, but at the end of it, I was like, that was it. There's also not really a lot of like the actual light cycle versus light cycle stuff, which right. is kind of what I thought this was going to be. But or or maybe you know what? It's possible it was also there, and I just didn't see it because yeah, it's hard if you've only ridden it once. Yeah, you I've only ridden it once, and it was going so fast, like it goes really right. fast. Um, now the big question, did I fit in the bike? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, so let me tell you something, folks. It is all about your legs. And, and that is like, that is, I believe where the issues with fitting happen. Like it's, it's kind of your calves. Cause like you kneel down in the bike and you grab onto the handles and you pull them down and leg restraints come down on your calves and the backs of your thighs. Um, and then with them comes the backrest. So if your calves aren't like if your legs aren't able to get the leg rests all the way down, then you won't fit. But there is okay. the there is the accessible car at the back of it. So we got there. Um, you know, we, we went in. We um, down the entire time, Pete, I am positive that I'm not fitting on this ride. Right. OK. Like I am so short to the point where I'm not even excited. Like, I even turned to my fiance and I was like, all right, time for me to go be publicly humiliated. 
And, you know, Publicly we quickly humiliated. Yep. And then we get up there and I see, you know, here comes this test seat. Like it's it's coming, you know, like like the the doom on the horizon. And so I get out of line and I go over to it and I look at the cast room. We're like, all right, let's get this over with. I kneel <laughs> down in it and I pull it down and she goes, you're good. And I went, what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like it's this piece of tape right here. As long as it hits this piece of tape, you're fine. And I was like, huh. And so now I'm like running back to, to the line, like to where my fiance is. And I'm like, I fit. And she's like, oh, my God, awesome. And so now I've got months worth of anticipation and excitement hitting me all within like a 20 minute now wait in line. Right, right. So now I'm like, so we go in. Now, I don't believe we went through the full queue. I think they, they sent us through the, the lightning lane queue. Because it was very short, and we went right into the little pre-show area. Pre-show's okay. cool. Not going to spoil it. Um, it's it's pretty neat. Uh, you do have to then put your stuff in lockers, which is interesting. It's the first time Disney's done that. So when you go up to the lockers, um, you know you you tap your magic band on the locker that you want. It opens up. You put your stuff in, and then the lock. So the available lockers will be lit up in blue. And then once you put your stuff in there, the blue light in the locker goes out and it shows that it's, it's you know, done. Then you go on the ride and now, you know, you can't have your phone or anything with you. We get in and again, it launches you. You go, though, I will say that it's a little weird because it's like you have now entered the world of Tron and then like it shoots you off. And the first thing you do is you go outside. Right. I'm like, oh, I guess I'm not in the world of Tron anymore. <laughs> oh, no, I'm no, about back. to be. Uh, so we go, you know, it was just it was such a cool experience. And um, I didn't find the bike uncomfortable at all. I thought it was fine. Uh, you know, it graded on me a little bit when we were like waiting to disembark at the end. But other than that, I mean, no, no issues whatsoever. Now, when you get off the attraction and you go back, you, you'll you see a wall of lockers again. Now, we got really confused by this because I thought we were going out the way we came in. And, right. we, and I see that the locker that we had picked is lit up. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, did some did like our stuff get taken out of our locker? Like, what happened here? And then the guy's like, no, no, no. You're on the other side. Like, you're on the other yeah, side of the, the building right side. now. So yeah. the when they're lit up on that side, it means they're taken. Right. So then you scan your band and then it opens it. So they're double-sided you lockers. You're putting your phone. You're putting your wallet, your backpack, whatever you got into yeah. these lockers. Mm-hmm. What if you forget your locker number? Uh, if you forget your locker number, there is a thing that you can go over to and scan, and it'll tell you your locker number. I was going to say, because that must happen all the time. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, so, you know, Universal does this for so many of their rides, and they don't have wearable technology. Like, you got to take your, like, Universal card with you. Yep. Which I always hated. Well, listen, we, we had this, you know, discussion many years ago about a harrowing journey I took through Hogwarts right. where my wallet had slipped out of my pocket. Do you remember this? Yes. And I had pinned it behind my body and was like oh, what a story holding it against my body as like I'm being attacked <laughs> by like, all sorts of, you know, creatures and and I can remember telling you this story and it was it was such a crazy moment for me and there was so much like fear I was gonna like I think it was my phone actually. It wasn't my wallet. Yeah, it was your phone. phone. And I was going to, like, lose my phone. And you're like, why didn't you just put it in the little thing behind your seat? Yeah. And I'm like, what? It's I didn't literally know there built, was something. It's literally built into the seat. 
But I got to tell you, I hate that too because there that is a constantly moving vehicle. It is. There yeah. is not time. There is. Like I end up like jumping out of my seat, turning around, lifting the thing out, taking the stuff out, putting it back. I, it's not like I'm even putting it in my pocket. I'm taking the stuff out, and I turn around, and you then have to dive off of like mm-hmm. the like area, or you're going to be like in trouble. Okay, it's, totally. so it's a little crazy. Or you're going to be responsible for the entire ride stopping. Yes. Oh goodness gracious. Uh, all right. Do you, do you have any specific questions about Tron? Well, you know my first question. No, I don't. As someone who does not like roller coasters. Will you like it? Uh, Probably not. Okay. Oh, you didn't like Guardians, right? I hated Guardians. So Guardians is a lot more intense than this. This is really just kind of like a straight shot. But I mean, it's fast. You know, it is very much though. a roller coaster. I don't mind fast, per se. I don't love drops. There is a drop. I remember there is a drop inside, I believe. So it's like a dark drop, too. Like, it's not like you're outside and you're dropping. Right. Like, I look at that outside and I remember, like, my wife was like, oh, my God, like, you actually want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, that actually doesn't look like it would bother me at all. Yeah. Um, it's it's like doing drops. Now, listen, I've read reviews that say there are no drops. Maybe maybe I thought it was a drop and it, it wasn't actually considered a drop. So I'm going to wait for future Kevin ridings. Yeah, that'll that'll happen. And once so I, can, I can like get more. I got to tell intel. you. So here's the thing. Like I may have been feeling all the excitement in that 20 minute experience. But then once I was actually in the car and it closed again and I was like getting ready. I, then I felt the fear that I normally feel when going on a roller coaster for the first time. Right. So I might have my 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 recollection might be a little skewed. Right. That, well, listen, I'm probably not going to be there throughout the end of this year. Right. So hopefully you have plenty of writings and can give me a detailed second by second. Totally. Totally. All right. Anything else you wanted to add this week? Well, that's about it. Well, happy to be doing this. Yes, buddy. Thank you for continuing on this wild ride. You know, I mean, now that we're going to be back in action, back in the saddle, um, you know, news on the Patreon coming in two weeks when we launch our next show. I could not be more excited. Me too. I'm really, I'm really psyched up about it. Yeah. Super psyched. All right. Well, then, without any further ado, that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And folks, if you love our buddy Peter Mandel, and really, who doesn't? You can find them over there at Rogue Comics at Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey 07016. Or go to RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Hey, and for me, you can check out my books. A new book actually just dropped today, The Haunting of Jonas Cabin by Vincent Valentine. You can find that on, on Amazon.com. Uh, all my books are on there from the Ross and Annie series, which is written under my name, Kevin J. Kessler, or my other books that I've been writing uh, periodically uh, or monthly. I have a monthly release now, and they're written under the name Vincent Valentine. That's V-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N. Uh, you can find those books on Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, uh, and then they come out in paperback and audiobook later on. So all of my books right now, except for um, the last two, have audiobooks, and all of them have paperbacks except for the most recent one. Uh, this is actually my 15th novel. Wow. That just came out. Yeah, my 15th wow. novel. So I'm very, very excited and happy to bring that to people. All right, folks. Well, thank you again for your continued support of this show. I mean, you guys really are the heart of the show, and it's your like if if we had stopped and like like you know things were 
were puttering the way they were and there was no outpouring of love from you guys, we probably would have just been like, eh, maybe it's time to move on. But there was such an outpouring of love and support. And that is something that I don't think either of us will ever forget. So thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. And Pete, any closing words? Uh, I guess we're going to do this again in two, two weeks. weeks. Yes. Very excited. Please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next time on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.